What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about what to do when you are having low back spasms, all right? So today's episode is actually inspired by a suggestion by someone who slid into the inbox and literally asked me this question. For those who don't know, I'm always asking for tips or suggestions, or if there's anything that you want to learn, let me know. The literal goal behind this podcast is to make Make sure that you're educated on your body and what some things that you can do to start moving on your own. I'm really big on teaching people how to take care of their own bodies, all right? So today, let's talk about what you can do when you have a low back spasm. We're going to talk about what happens when your low back is spasming, what things that can be contributing to why your low back is spasming, and I'm going to do some movements and also some tips to help relieve those spasms, all right? So let's get started. Now, 80% of people in the United States have or have had low back pain or spasms. So this is something that is pretty common. But just because it's common doesn't mean that it's normal. So if you are experiencing any of these low back spasms so freaking frequently, then we need to work on addressing the root cause and to solving this problem for the long term, all right? So this is a great place to start though. Now, When you're having a low back spasms, I'm not going to go too deep into the anatomy, but essentially we have these muscles that surround our spine. They are attached to our spine to help us sit up straight, stand up straight, flex, bend forward, maybe turn and rotate, pick something up from the backseat of our car, anything like that. The extensor muscles, we're just going to group them together. The extensors are muscles that are in the back of our spine. They're attached to our spine on our backside, and they help us stand up straight. They help us when it comes to lifting and literally holding up the spine, all right? Those are our extensors. We also have some flexor muscles. These are muscles that are in front of the spine, and they help us when it comes to flexing or bending over, bending forward. Think about when you're bending over to pick something up off the floor. Maybe you're picking up your kid. Maybe you're picking up that laundry basket, whatever it is. When you've bent over, those flexors are what are helping us, helping us with that. And then on our sides, we have our oblique muscles. These are attached to the sides of our spine. And yes, they help us maintain our proper posture so we're not like falling to one side over the other. But it also helps us when it comes to row at times we train so much in this flexion so bending over forward to pick something up or extension so like a back bend that we don't focus so much on rotation and turning side to side but every day in our life we are doing stuff that involves us twisting and rotating and grabbing I think about how many women tell me that they're reaching back to their kid in the back seat to grab them something they're reaching back in their back seat because maybe that's where their purse is so every day we're rotating back and forth we're turning our body to look at our blind spot when we're driving we have to take in consideration how our obliques play a role in helping us rotate from side to side but we don't tend to train those So if we're not using, we're losing, right? You heard if you don't use it, you lose it. If we're not using these muscles, we're not engaging them, we're not activating them, then they essentially stop joining the party. They get weak and inhibited or they turn off. 
So they're not working. They're not joining the party. And other muscles have to compensate and pick up their slack. And this is what happens when we're having low back spasms, okay? Those structures, the muscles around our spine, whether they're in the front, the side of our back, one of these aren't holding up their weight. The other muscles have to compensate. And eventually that muscle that has been compensating for X amount of time because we haven't addressed it decides, you know, today it's, it's too much. I've been doing the work of the glutes. I've been doing the work of the psoas. And I am tired. So I'm going to tense up. I'm spasming. I'm contracting. I'm going to stop. And this is a signal to the body to say, hey, something isn't right. Now, when we think of low back spasms, some people describe them as like a twinge in their low back, uh, a tight knot, um, that's a, a sudden cramp. And that's essentially what's happening. It's involuntary contractions because this muscle has been having to compensate and do the work of other muscles who haven't been joining the party. And eventually it gets tired and it says this is enough. When structures in our back start to get tight, when they start to inflame a bit maybe, that's when we start to realize that not only does the pain come, but also limited motion or limited movement comes. That's when you realize that you can't bend over and pick something up or you can, or maybe you're stuck in flexion. Maybe you're stuck in this bent over position because standing up straight is entirely too much or seems excruciating, painful, painful. We have to think about what are we doing all day? What positions are we sitting in all day and how that is affecting our body? Prime example, let's move into things that start to contribute to your low back spasms because that's exactly what I'm transitioning to. Think about those who are sitting at our desks all day, sitting in one position all day, whether that's in your chair, on the couch, in the bed, whatever. We are sit in this flexion position where we're bent over. Our shoulders are rolled forward. Our pecs are tight. Our low back is kind of slunched down. And if we sit in this position for X amount of time, we're thinking about what muscles are getting affected. Those flexors, those muscles that are on the front of our spine are now tight because we're scrunched down. We're slouched down in this position for X amount of hours. So now these are shortened muscles that are tight and sitting in this shortened, tight position for hours. The muscles that are extensors in our low back are now being stretched or lengthening for hours in a position that they have not recoiled back. So now they're also stiff, feeling kind of eh, not really like they want to join the party. And depending if you're shifted to one side of, or the other, maybe our obliques are not joining the party either. Sitting in one position for too long is the issue. It's not necessarily the perfect posture, quote unquote. Even if you were to sit in this perfect posture with your feet on the floor, knees bent, you know, hips at a 90 degree angle, low back straight, sitting up tall, shoulders rolled back, all the things, you would still be experiencing possibly some low back stiffness or tightness and possibly some low back spasms because the body is meant to move. So sitting in whatever position for too long is going to cause some muscles to be sitting in a shortened position, some muscles to be sitting in this lengthened position, and eventually one of them is going to compensate over the other and cause some involuntary contractions or muscle spasms. Repetitive movements. If you are someone who doesn't hinge at their hips, think about what it means to do a deadlift. And instead, your low back is constantly flexing or bending forward when you pick something up. Think about when they say, you know, lift with your legs and not with your back. Then you are constantly 
bending over and flexing over on that spine. Your hips are stiff, and because of that, your low back is starting to pick up the mobility because your hips aren't moving as they should. So instead of your low back being stable, it is now having to take on the mobility because our hips are not, and now it's moving more. It's bending over more. It's flexing more. And eventually, the low back is going to say, hey, this isn't my primary role. This is becoming too much. I need us to be more stable, and I'm going to stiffen up. I'm going to tighten up. I'm going to cause this low back to contract, or specifically in this case, those extensors to contract. Making sure that those repetitive movements that we are doing on a daily basis, picking up our kid, picking up that laundry basket, rotating in our car, that we are training our body for that and using our body properly. All right. So that's why a lot of functional movement comes into play. That's why with clients, we work on movements after all the adjustment and the soft tissue work to allow your body to support what we just did and make sure that you are starting to reprogram the movements that you do on an everyday basis. And that takes time. If you are someone that's in the gym, you like to lift like me, I'm I'm getting under the barbell a lot more. If you are, are doing more heavy lifting, which heavy lifting is subjective, meaning what is more or what is heavy to you? You know what I'm saying? So if you are lifting more and you're not properly breathing, you're not properly bracing your core, you're not properly having management of pressure within our core, within our trunk, then that is something that can lead to low back spasms. If we're not learning how to brace our core to lift up that heavy weight, then our low back is compensating and eventually it says, hey, we can't do this, tighten up, abort, mission. So you're making sure that you know how to properly breathe is so important. And I know it's not the sexiest things to do, but you know there's definitely a diaphragmatic breathing exercise at the bottom of this that I'm going to tag in when it comes to us talking about the movements and how you can help yourself. Because breathing and pressure management inside of our trunk is so important. And if you learn how to breathe and brace your core correctly, you'd be surprised by the heavy shit you could lift. Last but not least, stress. I have been talking more and more about stress management to my clients and how things or emotions that you are feeling can manifest physically. And if we start to tense up, yes, we have some issues where we hold our tension in the top of our shoulders and those shoulders start raising towards our ears. But if we're constantly sitting in positions all day or if we're slunched over, if we're getting stressed out at work or whatever reason, then that stress can tense up in our muscles. And the muscles that are already a little bit shortened because we're sitting in that position for hours, that's where our tension starts to be placed. So not everything is physical. Sometimes we have emotional, psychological things that can affect how our muscles are feeling. So as I'm always preaching, everything is connected. And that doesn't just go for muscles and nerves and bones and joints. It also goes for emotions, so the mental and emotional as well. All right, so let's move on to the movements and the things that you can do to help relieve those spasms. First up, if and when that spasm happens, the first thing I would like you to do is grab a heating pad. Putting some heat on that area is going to help increase blood flow, increase circulation to that area and help get some inflammation out. Now, I know some people are like, oh, well, what about ice? If you want to know why, I am letting you know that heat is a better option for me, in my opinion, than ice. Then make sure you check out the heat versus ice episode and you'll definitely get all the details on why heat, in my opinion, is better and where ice comes into play. So I'm not 86 in the ice. I'm just saying this is time and a place for everything. 
but heating up that low back area first, laying on your back specifically with your feet up on like a couch or bed or sofa or box or something, and just breathing into your low back on that heating pad is always the first thing that I'm going to suggest. Breathing and heat, something to start with. Start a combat area down and kind of desensitize it. Next thing, when it comes to movements, diaphragmatic breathing, we already talked about it. Heel slides, which we're going to be on our back, slowly lengthening our psoas, which is a part of those flexor muscles we talked about. So lengthening one of the muscles that are constantly short and tightened from whatever position we've been sitting in. Another, another movement is a QL stretch. So stretching out some of those extensors that we talked about. And then we also have a side plank on our knees. The purpose of the side plank, this side plank is not to stretch. It's actually to help engage and activate some of our muscles. We're, we're integrating our QL muscles, so a part of those extensors with our obliques, along with breathing and pressure management. And all this plays a role to make sure that this doesn't come back. This is when we start getting into the recovery. We've now done some things to help desensitize the air so we can get the low back moving a little bit more. And now we're going to start helping that low back pain by actually activating some muscle that needs to help the QL or the psoas or whatever specific muscle you are dealing with. Once we get that moving, then the last one I want to give you is a toe drag. The purpose of this toe drag is just to wake up our glutes and have them join the party. If our low back is doing too much, then the one thing that I tend to find in clients is that their glutes are not turned on, which means they're not activating as they should. They're not joining the party. So this toe drag movement allows the glutes, along with being able to brace our core, able to breathe, keep our back straight, and engage our glutes to help support our back. So that's definitely one of the movements that I would suggest that you try to help with the low back spasms. But those come after we've done some diaphragmatic breathing. We've done some heel slides. We've done putting some heat on our low back, things like that to help desensitize the area and bring down the pain level. And then we get into, okay, some pelvic tilting, some resistant toe drag, some side plank, some things that can help activate and support that area that was bothering you. Okay. So I hope you found today super valuable. I hope that I didn't nerd out too much. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I holler at y'all the next episode.